Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Last night, after Vespers, we knelt for a few minutes in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. And as we knelt there, the parable of the sower came to mind. It wasn't an incidental remembrance. It came with a sense of urgency. I don't think anything Jesus said was casual or incidental. But as I thought about it, I also sensed the urgency with which he gave the parable. An urgency to beware, to be on the lookout, to be vigilant, to be on your guard. Because there is a word that has been sown in your heart. It is a precious and life-giving word. It is the very gift of God. It is your very inheritance of the eternal kingdom. And yet it is very small when given and when received, so small that sometimes it's almost imperceptible. And over time, we can begin to doubt if it exists at all, if we had ever received it at all. It is small, but it is powerful. Powerful enough to become the greatest tree in the garden, to spread out its branches, to provide a home for all the birds of the air, powerful enough to leaven a whole batch of dough. The seed which has been sown in your heart and in you contains heaven. It contains the powers of life and death. It contains glory and majesty and eternal kingdom. And it is yours. It has been given to you. It has been sown in the very soil of your heart. You are to protect it, to guard it, to believe in it, to nurture it, and to beware, lest it be snatched away, as it is snatched away from many. You know, the evil birds. The evil birds are all over the place. They are watching. They have seen it sown. They will try and steal it from you. The thorns and the briars, they'll try and choke it out. The witless herd will trample it. Choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Just in case you didn't hear me. Choose your friends wisely. You must guard and nurture this seed, this word. You must protect it as your most precious and prized possession. What are you to do with this seed you have received? Well, I can tell you this for absolute certainty, you are not to bury it. That is one surefire way to have it taken from you. And ironically, it will not be the evil birds who will snatch it away. It will be him who gave it to you who will take it from you if you bury it. 
You cannot be careless with it, and you cannot bury it in fear or scrupulosity or control. Neither of those are a choice open to us. We have been given a seed, and this seed contains our future life. It is not only a seed, it is also a small ember, a flickering flame that we must protect and nurture and fan into a raging fire. Christ says, go and bear fruit. He says to the disciples, you give them something to eat. In today's epistle, St. Paul thanks God always, he says, always I thank God for you Thessalonian Christians who I mention constantly in my prayers. Every day in my prayers I think of you and I well up with gratitude and thankfulness and mention you before the Heavenly Father. And the reason that St. Paul is so grateful for them and why they are ever present in his heart before God is because, he says, of their work, which, he says, is a result of their faith. It is a faith-producing work. And, he says, because of their labor, their labor, which is motivated by love. A uh, slight little hermeneutical, uh, you know, biblical uh, interpretation lesson here. This is a parallelism. He says the same thing twice, but in different ways. He's correlating faith and love in relation to one another with the words work and labor, which are the same. True faith produces work, and true love manifests itself in labor. He goes on to complete his famous triad. They have also, he says, an endurance inspired by hope. So we have faith that works and love that labors and hope that endures. We put this all together. He says, we thank God always for all of you as we mention you constantly in our prayers because we recall in the presence of our God and Father your work produced by faith and labor motivated by love and endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What was it that provoked this work of faith, labor of love, endurance of hope in the Thessalonian Christians which were so moved St. Paul to constantly thank God for them? Well, he goes on to explain that he had delivered to them the gospel in power and in the Holy Spirit, and he says, with great feeling and great conviction. He had sown in them the seed of the word, the gospel. And he says this gospel is not mere words, not empty words, not just a passing on of information. This is the word of power and the word of truth. He calls it the logos they have received. They have received it in joy, in the spirit, and importantly, with great affliction. Joy and affliction. Welcome to Christianity. <laughs> if you can't reconcile this, you're, you're never going to make it. You're just never going to make it. Joy and affliction. He also describes to them uh, what happens to them when they receive the logos, and that's the word he uses, in joy from the Holy Spirit in their great affliction. He says, they become imitators of me, of St. Paul. You have become my imitators. 
just like me and just like those who are like me. Now, you might remember last week, preached a whole sermon on two words from Paul's writing to the Philippians, where he said, imitate me. And also reference where he said to the Corinthians, imitate me. And here we have again to the Thessalonians, you have become imitators of me. Paul goes on in our reading, the next few verses, and he continues to praise, elate, give place to his, his joy over the Thessalonians for their work of faith, their labor of love, their endurance in hope, which is, he says, an imitation of him because they have joyfully received the logos, the word, that seed in the spirit along with much affliction. They were not careless with it. They were not negligent. They did not bury it. And he can't stop thanking God for them constantly because of that logos they received. He says it has echoed throughout the earth, throughout the world, among all peoples. It has sounded forth. You have become famous for your faith. Famous. He actually says, and now other people are imitating you. You have imitated me, and now they're imitating you. And the word is spread out to all peoples. Reports of their faith have spread so far and wide with such power that St. Paul says, I don't even have need to say anything about it because everybody already knows everything that could be said about your great faith. What about you? Do you want to be like the Thessalonians? Well, you say, I want to be like Christ. Fine. Do you want to be like the Thessalonians, who were like Paul? Or do you want to be like the Laodiceans, who were lukewarm, mediocre in their faith? I want to be like the Thessalonians. What are you going to do with the word, the seed that's been sown in your heart? What are we going to do with the seed that's been sown in our heart? Well, we're not going to neglect it. And we're not going to bury it. We're going to receive that word and joy in the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to work in faith. And we're going to labor in love. And we're going to press on in hope. Despite and counting all joy, the afflictions we must endure in the meantime. This is what we shall do. Amen? You can say amen. Thank you. This is what we shall do. And the seed shall grow, and the ember shall burn brighter and brighter in our midst. And hopefully, our faith will resound throughout the world, like the faith of the Thessalonians. And we will hear of people imitating us. And we shall reap a great reward. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.